I'm Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalet, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the children, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Let's say hello to some of the food on our plates. Hello to the cucumber, hello to the banana, hello, 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 hello to the oatmeal, hello to the nectarine, hello, 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 one last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. Last week, we spoke a bit about the fact that as a pediatric speech pathologist, as well as a mother, I tend to gravitate towards open-ended materials for play. But what does that mean, really? Open-ended materials are simply items that can be used in lots of different ways and in different environments, say indoors or outdoors, and can be combined and often redesigned or repurposed by the young child in any way that, chi that, that child or her playmates decide. Open-ended materials can be found in nature. Think a stick, a leaf, sand, a pine cone, gourd, or a piece of bark. They can be recycled from other materials, such as a paper towel roll, tissue paper, lentils, a cardboard box. They might be objects in the home, pillows, scarves, flower pots, kitchen utensils, pots and pans. Or they can actually be marketed as toys that you can find in the store. Think balls, simple stuffed animals, puppets, stacking toys, art materials, costumes, shape sorters, musical instruments, etc. So what is something that is not open-ended if all these things are? Most toys that require a button to be pushed to say make a noise or that sing when they're moved, these toys have essentially one function. They teach cause and effect. 
Now, there is of course a time and a place to teach or work on cause and effect, a valuable and important cognitive skill. But play is comprised of much more than that. Infants and toddlers have a natural desire to create and then to practice something that they've created or done again and again. We see this when they start to learn how to move their bodies, when they make noise by hitting a block against another block, when they babble ba 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 ba, when they go up and down the same ramp 25 times. And if there are lots of ways that children can play with an object or with the material in front of her, then she will continue to play and to experiment in new and different ways. Think about what we all find interesting in life, that which is new, different, or somehow newly put together to reveal a different aspect we never noticed before. Young children, we know, are like sponges. Whatever we expose them to, they soak up. How can we create experiences that allow our little ones to observe the world through simple pleasures? By going outside, jumping in puddles or leaves, by playing in sand or mud, by moving fast through the air and slow through circles or feeling the air on our faces on a bicycle, by listening to music, to wind, to rain, Sensory experiences, different qualities of light, temperature and air, texture and sound, by creating something out of what our adult selves often consider nothing, we offer the real learning and create wonderful opportunities to expose our children to rich vocabulary. I have in front of me a mixing bowl with a few different baby-safe materials inside. I've selected what appear to be a pretty random selection of items that an infant or toddler can touch and explore, and which I can talk about and model usage in lots of different ways. Listen to what my very young friend Shayla and I do with our DIY sensory bowl and the vocabulary we use. If she's really enjoying one item, I'll sing my song again or let her continue to play mouth, pull, bang, etc until she appears to lose interest, and then I might help her move on to the next item. Alternatively, I can give her a choice between two items to see if she wants to continue to play with the first one or if she's interested in another. What's in here, Shayla? Oh, if you want to touch one thing, I'll take it out and you can explore it. Oh, I see you're touching the dishwashing glove. Why don't I put it on? Look what it can do. Open, shut, them open, shut them, give a little clap, clap, clap. Open, shut them, open, shut them, put them in your lap, lap, lap. Creep them, crawl them, creep them, crawl them, right up to your nose, nose, nose. Creep them, crawl them, creep them, crawl them, right down to your toes, toes, toes. <laughs> that was fun. Should we do it again? Or should we pick something else from the bowl? Ah, I see you looking at the bowl. Let's look inside again. Oh, it seems like you're looking at the wooden block. Should we take it out? There you go. Mm. Oh, that looks like it feels good on your gums. We have another one over here. Look. Here. What do you think we might do with another one? Oh, yes. We could make a noise with them together. Let's hear that again. Oh, you were doing it loudly and then quietly. Let's do it. Loud and quiet, loud and quiet. Loud, 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 loud. Shh, shh, shh. 
loud and quiet, loud and quiet, loud, 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 shh, shh, shh. <laughs> nice. I see you put the block down on the mat. Let's look at something else in the bowl, shall we? Ooh, what's in here? Oh, I see you touching a blanket. It's a red blanket. Oh, it's so soft. Yep, you're scrunching it up in your hands. How does that taste? Delicious. Look how you're moving it up above your head. That's nice. It's very pretty when you hold it up like that. Oh, and down it comes. Up and down, up and down, up, 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 down, 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 up and down, up and down, up, 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 down, down, down. Oh, can I show you what else is inside this bowl? Look, there's only one more thing here. A wooden car, vroom, look at its wheels. I'll bet we could make it go really fast. But I like to see how you're holding it so steady and it's really going slowly in your hands. Fast and slow, fast and slow. Fast, 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 slow, slow, slow. Fast and slow, fast and slow, fast, 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 slow, slow, slow. We were able to talk about what Shayla was doing with those items, and by talking about the way it moves or the way she was moving it, I also offered up the opposite word and modeled it in a way that makes sense. Now, Shayla happens to be only about four months old, but a variation of this activity could easily be done with a much older infant or toddler. She was able to play and explore with lots of different items that we can find in our home or with toys specifically for her. These are objects that can be manipulated in different ways, put together, and that move in various ways. The input from you as caregiver is also open-ended. You can talk about what she's doing, what she might do, what other people do with the object, what you're doing with it, what it's used for, who uses it, etc. You can tell stories and sing songs. You can simply show her by giving her a sensory experience, like waving the blanket in front of her and letting her watch it move and feel the air blow on her face. This is learning, interaction, and play. Let's hold our thought for one moment and chant a little rhyme I often enjoy with my little one. I like to act out the qualities of the animal or sign the name of it or make the sound it makes. One, two, three, four, five. I found a fish alive. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I let it go again. What other animal should we sing about? One, two, three, four, five. I found a bee in a hive. Bzzz. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I let it go again. Should we sing about one of our stuffed animals? Here's a bear. Ah, uh, one, two, three, four, five. I saw a bear arrive. Rawr. Seven, eight, nine, ten. He went away again. One, two, three, four, five. I saw a cat arrive. Meow. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. She went away again. What if I catch you? One, 
two, three, four, five. I got a baby alive. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I let her go again. What fun. So what are some of the different benefits of open-ended toys? We've touched upon some of the developmental aspects of that in that open-ended materials often allow children to explore and be inventive in the way they're used. Young children are naturally inventive and you might have already noticed that your little one is often more interested in the regular objects you have lying around the house rather than ex the expensive toy that the grandparents purchased for her birthday. Often, children end up exploring their environment, taking regular objects, and converting them into toys. A prime example of this is the little one who is on the move, sitting up, and able to open the kitchen cabinets to take out her favorite drum set, a pot in a pan. An older toddler who is engaged in what's called symbolic play, or the kind of play that uses objects to symbolize and imitate what they've seen others doing, might take out the same pot and pan and wooden spoon and start to stir and say, mmm, imitating her parents in the kitchen. So open-ended materials often encourage creative thinking in that a child must explore its properties and how it might be used. In addition, when you have a house or play area full of open-ended materials, they can often be used together in new and inventive ways. A scarf or blanket might serve as a great hiding place for a building block until it's ready to peekaboo. A clump of Play-Doh might balance beautifully on top of a wooden car or fit inside a shape sorter. A puzzle piece might fit inside one cup, but not another. This leads me to my next point, which is that often open-ended materials encourage problem solving. What fits where? How can I get this to work that way? Can I get that out if I pull this? The last point that I want to bring up is that using open-ended materials also tends to save us a lot of money. Not only do we often save money by using common household objects or natural materials instead of expensive electronic gadgets that purport themselves to teach such and such skill, which of course you all know by now is probably not the most effective way for children to learn, right? They're going to learn best by exploring, interacting, and imitating you. They also often last for a longer period of time in our children's development for the very reason that they can be used in so many different ways. Building blocks can be mouthed, grasped, knocked down by large sweeping infant arms, built up by protective careful toddlers, and sorted by color or shape. Dolls can be cuddled, swatted, dressed, bathed, fed, can be tickled according to body part, and can act out almost any action or emotion. I hope you're beginning to see a trend. Open-ended toys are really just materials that your little one can explore without a set agenda. And when we encourage our tiny people to become more creative, that will serve them well down the road as we encourage them to be active participants in their lives versus passive button pushers. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, Ayala. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together.
Thanks so much, everyone. For a text version of the developmental thought of the week or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own DIY sensory and vocabulary bowl, you can head over to my website, strengthinwords.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as straight from my website. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week. 